I'm Austin. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lauren. And this is Tipsy Ghouls, a podcast that searches your neck of the woods for the stories that keep you up at night about true crime, conspiracies, and you guessed it, ghosts. So without further ado, let's get started. Classes I'm recording. <laughs> I am <Classes> now recording. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello. Oh. Glad you could make it. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Tipsy Cools. If you're new here, this is the Tipsy Gang. You're part of the Tipsy Gang now. Yeah. I bet Sorry, you're wondering why choice. we brought you here today. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's we like a something very important to talk to you about. <laughs> and it's Ohio. Yeah. And it's Ohio. <laughs> the first of hey. the, uh, you know, this reminds me, I don't know why this reminds me of it, but it reminds me of back when I like went to church and they would do like four part series of like lessons. I don't know why it reminds me of that, but like, that's what it, we're doing. Our four part <laughs> series of Ohio. Yes. Lesson number one. <laughs> yes. If you're, we have a lot of new listeners joining us, which this will come out in like two weeks. Cause we're ahead. So exciting. The, yes. This is the first time we've been aware that more people are listening. Yeah. And, um, we normally go through every state and do, a true crime conspiracy and a ghost story but we all are from ohio or lived there together um we all weren't born there but and we're all not here now but we all have a connection to ohio <laughs> we all <laughs> met so each other doing, in ohio yes. yes so we're doing lots of ohio episodes whether you like it or not <laughs> sorry yes it is sorry our not home. sorry it no. is our lives yes and we're switching up the, the structure a little bit for the next couple episodes because we normally have our resident spooky person, Austin, our resident true crime person, Lauren, and resident conspiracy person, me. But we're changing it up a little bit. We're yes. going to have a full spooky haunted episode tonight. So we all did ghost stories. And then um, if you can guess what the next two will be, all true crime episode and then an all conspiracy episode. So, very exciting yes, yes super exciting more reasons to just research the heck out of ohio exactly. we we literally had to cover every inch of ohio history that yes. we could there's literally there's like five books called haunted ohio out there mm -hmm. so yes. it, it just had to be done it had to be done and we only hit on three yeah Three yeah. things today. Yeah. But they're all pretty famous, so you've probably pretty heard of stuff. at least two of these, I'm guessing, maybe. maybe. We'll if you're see. bordering Ohio, you've probably heard of these. Yes. I'm excited to just hear how everyone researches the other topics, because we all have our own style. Yeah. And it'll be fun yeah. to see that applied to all the other topics. You know, I thought about so that fun. today, too. I'm really interested to see how you guys do the spooks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I kind spooks. of ended up writing mine in still like conspiracy style story. Did you really? Which <laughs> is funny. Yeah, you'll have to see when I read or it. Did but it. It's like this. <laughs> it's like this kind of feels like still a conspiracy, but it's spooky. It's fun. I kind of modeled my research after Austin, saying how he would say it. Yeah. All right. So here we That's are. A good history. Yeah. Yes. Granted, my story doesn't have a ton of history, like physical history, so. It just had to be a little. It's more of like a legend, I guess. <clears throat> okay. Like spooky legend. I'm here for All it. All right. 
Yeah. Yes. I fucks with it. I fucks with it. I'm excited for the spooks. And you know what else we can be excited for? What? Tell Celebrating us. Celebrating the good things that happened to us this yes. week. Yes. It's what yes. makes the world go round. Jumping Tis. right in. It's Dawes. Austin. Yes. What good thing happened to you this week? Or what's good um, in your life this week? Okay, well, I've gotten multiple compliments on um, how my apartment looks because it is hella cute. Uh, so that's Ooh. good. Um, I have gotten to spend two really great days. I drank pretty much all day with my BFF Audrey here. So that's good. Can't complain about that. Um, and it's starting to warm up again. And that's always a good thing for me. I like warm, sunny Florida. Yes, there's more. I've noticed increasingly when I'm on my way home from work, there's more and more light. So, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Lauren, what about you? Um, I gotta think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was gonna say the good thing that happened to me is that I got a manicure um last week and they so everything every time i get a gel manicure it always lifts in within like i don't know like two three days Mm -hmm. and it just starts to come off so i told the girl that and she said that she was putting down this like super thick base coat and it's still lifting Hmm. Hmm. so that's not a good thing yeah, that's a bad thing. <laughs> so, but I can't think of anything else. So that's my good thing for this week. I guess my nails look pretty for right now. For the time I being. Feel like, I feel like when I was doing my, I have like one of those gel lights at home. So I'm like obviously not good at it. But I think mine were lifting more when my nail beds were like oilier. Like if I didn't make sure I put like remover on them and alcohol and kind of file down the top layer a little bit like rough them up i feel like they peeled more no yeah they did all that at the place i just i think like my nails are shaped weird or something so it just doesn't stick i don't know Hmm. i don't know i'm gonna try not to pick at it yeah i'm really that probably helps yes it might i don't know (laughs) all right beach what's something good um i have two one was a last minute one um i something good i was thinking about earlier i was just having like a weird day today and i went and got starbucks and was driving around and i ended up seeing like the most beautiful interesting sunset i don't know if any if you saw that today lauren it was like like it was really cloudy today and there was kind of like a break in the clouds and the sun was coming like up through it it was Aww. like this crazy gold sunset. So I thought that was pretty. And it was like kind of a like a random that I saw it because I just happened to be driving around. So that was going to be my thing. But I um, just saw on my news thing on my phone that Biden is buying um, 200 million more doses of the vaccine and plans to have 300 million people vaccinated by the end of the summer which there's only 260 million people eligible right now because it takes away all the kids 
So that's pretty much every adult they plan to be vaccinated. Wow. Or can be vaccinated by the end of the summer. Wow, that's awesome. I yeah. know. I can't fucking wait. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I will get shot up ASAP. Yeah, Honestly, as yeah. Just shoot me up with that devil juice. Give it to me. Chip me. I don't care. <laughs> they, they're not. They don't. They don't give a fuck about me. They don't want to track me. They don't want to follow <laughs> no. me around. I don't even. They're already just, tracking you. <laughs> yeah, I got they a phone. Like, me. Literally everything yeah. I, I own can be tracked. So, like, fuck yeah. off. Oh, speaking of that, I saw a very interesting TikTok, which, of course, I didn't look into because I wasn't proactive about this information. Um, but someone was reading the new guide, like, terms of service of Instagram. And it's, like, basically, you if you use Instagram, you just give them access to, like, literally everything about you and, like, recording you through your phone. And you agree to it by just using Instagram. Oh. So, Mark Zuckerberg just has all information on us. That's As a conspiracy itself, yeah. Yeah. So if you're worried about being tracked, don't worry, you're already being tracked. And yeah. <laughs> another um, vaccine thing that I like telling people, um, which you guys probably already know, but a lot of people I've talked to at work and like in my interviews don't know, that it's not actually a piece of the virus, the vaccine. It's just like teaching your body what it looks like. So you're not actually getting the coronavirus into your body. But you will feel kind of sick for a couple of days, and it's not because you're getting COVID. It's just your body's immune response, and it's just making antibodies. So I, I talked to someone in an interview that was afraid to get it because they heard their friend felt sick, and they didn't want to have the virus in them. But you'll never get the virus through the vaccine, so don't have to worry about that. Hmm. And it's actually good that you feel a little sick because that's just your body making the antibodies, but you won't actually come down with anything. So just some... I thought we all knew that for whatever reason. I thought we did too, but I think it's just kind of a like person by person. However, it's, much it's want good to, to know keep putting it. that out there, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. It always surprises me when I talk to people. Granted, this person was in the South. Nothing wrong with uh. that, but I assumed that they had a, a, a particular um, set of interests, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, just you can say it. <laughs> he was a Republican. Okay. <laughs> well. Uh. Speaking of th- those those types of folks, um, <laughs> let's talk about what helps us get through dealing with those people. Uh, Lauren, <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking a mule, sans lime, so just mm. vodka and ginger beer. Um, so I got this in my Packers cup, even though they lost. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and I got this ginger beer at Whole Foods. It's extra ginger. It's called Reed's All Natural. But I was looking at the um, ingredients, and there's cane sugar, pineapple juice, honey. Like, it's not even really like ginger beer. And I can taste the pineapple, and it's kind of grossing me out. Mm. Oh, there's no ginger in it? There is, but it's like the last ingredient. Oh. But it's extra ginger. Right. That's so weird. Well, just they just put like other me. spices in it. Weird. So, um, ten out of ten would not buy this again. I'm just gonna go with my tr- uh, tried and trusted brand. It's called Q, and it comes in like a little purple box, and it's only like 80 calories, and it doesn't have any unnecessary shit in mm-hmm. it like this does. Yeah, because it's supposed to be just like fermented ginger 
sugar yeah. and water. Just like mm. ginger beer. That's it. Not yeah. pineapple juice. That's weird. That is I weird. wondered why it tasted kind of mm. weird. I mean, it's still good. It's just like a little too sweet for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like sweet ginger beer. I want to be assaulted by my ginger beer. Same. <laughs> I want Taste-wise. all of my... Yes, I want the ginger to assault my mouth and nose. Yes. I want to feel it moving through my body for the next few days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Working on those joints. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> Austin, what are you drinking? I'm drinking... Currently, I'm drinking Trader Joe's champagne. Um, oh. Earlier, I was drinking a champagne called Michelle. I... I got it from Target. So if you if you want some Michelle Brute champagne, Target's your go-to. I've had a very bubbly day today. I'm jealous. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. And it's out of my new champagne flutes. Ooh, fancy. Bougie, if you will. Yes. Beach, what are you drinking? I am drinking another glass of the same wine I had last week. It's um, just like a red blend. I think it's like Bogart or something like that. It's a weird name. Um, Bogle. Wait, was Bo- it Bogle? Bo- yeah, it was, I think it was okay. Bogle. Something like that. It won an award, Winery of the Year, American Winery of the Year in 2019. I got it at um, Kroger. Oh. Probably. It was, I, I try to go for like the biggest discount. You know, mm. so if like mm-hmm. it was a sixteen ninety nine and it's nine ninety nine, like I'd buy that over like a, you know, more expensive one on sale. But mm-hmm. it was probably like in the fifteen dollar range, marked down to ten. It's pretty good. All right. Hmm. Cool. And you know what? Yes. Red wine just only gets better with age. Mm-hmm. Me so. too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I am hoping me too, but probably not. We'll see. I'll my, report back later. Yeah. My sister <laughs> is going through that phase where she always feels like she's like not pretty enough and like she doesn't mm. have good friends and mm. stuff. And mm. I texted her yesterday and I was like, "Hey, just so you know, like we all go through that. You're going to be all right. Like mm-hmm. I you see how much I've changed in 7 years, so like, yeah. <laughs> I know you yeah. feel like this way right now, but you're truly going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And once you hit about 25, you'll be like, oh, why was I? You'll still be worried about it, but it'll get better. And then yeah. apparently in your 30s, you just don't give a fuck, which I can't wait for. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Damn. It takes I already don't really give a fuck, so I can't wait till I turn 30. <laughs> yeah, and really not give a fuck. I'm definitely on my way. Yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day of like, it's from Spiritual Talk. Um, and it was like me learning that I had the power to create my reality all along. And it was like that, that scene from, uh, from Mrs. Doubtfire when she's like the whole time, the whole the time, time, the whole fucking time. Yeah. yeah. Like that's <laughs> how I feel right now. <laughs> like the whole fucking time. <sighs> we love some spiritual journeys. Yes. I've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire. So that was. You awesome. haven't. Uh-uh. Oh my god! What? How? That's a classic. You have, you'd like it. It's really. I don't funny. watch movies, but you have to watch that one. Oh yeah, you have to. You do watch movies. You watch The Dirt every. Yeah, day. you watch. That's why that she doesn't, doesn't watch count. movies because that's she watches The Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reenactment of yes. historical events. Yes, exactly. <laughs> don't come for me. Oh. 
Mrs. Doubtfire is good, though. Like, that's the one that, like, you will like it. Okay. I'll give it a chance. Okay. We are skipping fun facts this week. Um, In the next two weeks, we're going to do a specifically Jaden episode, and we're going to do some Ohio fun facts on that. So, if that's why you came here, I'm sorry. Yep, I'm (laughs) sorry. We won't be getting any fun fun facts. facts. The only Ohio fun fact you need to know is that Skyline is better than Gold Star. And that's yes, that. And that mm. says very little because Skyline's disgusting. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> excuse me? Are you even I, Ohio? I don't like either one of them. Do you like Skyline's the idea of chili, cheese, and spaghetti together? Mm-mm. I don't okay, like well it. Then, well, then your your opinion doesn't count. But do we want to like talk it. about, do we want to talk about a, uh, let's let's get specific for a second, a Dayton classic, Marion's Pizza. Oh, oh I yes. I fucking love Marion's. All right. Okay. Glad we, we can, can all be on the same page with that. Love Marion's. Yes. I could eat a whole pizza in one sitting, I think, like oh, to yeah. myself. Yeah. And their salads. Did you ever get the salads with the little tiny pieces of cheese? No. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! They, it's like think it's their dinner salad. It's like just iceberg, and they have green olives if you like those, but you can get it without. And they have like the little cubed mozzarella cheese they use Aww. for their pizzas. They put a bunch on their salads. Oh my god, Cute. so good! Interesting. You have to get one next time. Okay, <laughs> it's worth it. You convinced me. It's like mostly cheese. <laughs> Twist my arm. <laughs> Uh, yes, maybe we can have a whole debate section about things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ohio foods. Yes. Debate. I think the best part about Ohio that has really grown on me is that I now just, I don't use any fucking condiments besides ranch. Like, that's mm. the yeah. only one that matters. Yeah. Ketchup, yes. fuck it. Mustard, fuck off. No. Mayo, never liked it. Ranch goes on everything. Really I only does. eat ketchup when I eat sweet potato fries, and it has to be spicy ketchup. Mm, those are good. Oh, yeah, mm. a good spicy. Mm, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just the, the sauce game in Ohio is just next level. Just mm-hmm. yeah. sauces in general are better here. I agree. I'm not afraid of the fattening side of sauces. You'll never see any fat-free ranch here. No, never. No, yeah. that's sacrilegious. Exist. We don't that's do that. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like, if you had to make a food pyramid, like, one of the levels would be sauce. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. Probably the bottom level would be Skyline. The next top level would have sauce. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the oh, next one oh, over yeah. would be craft beer. Oh. Craft beer. And, then the, and then the one above like, that would be food trucks. Oh, yeah. Food trucks. And then, like, Mike sells chips. Yes. And, like... um killer brownies <laughs> Ooh, okay that's the dayton food pyramid yes like bill's yes. donuts maybe Ooh, bill's donuts is at the very top bill's donuts yeah. <laughs> so we've got skyline ranch uh, craft <laughs> beer mike sells chips bill's donuts and food killer tracks. Food and tracks, that's yes. it and that's it <laughs> and that's ohio we're done that's Bye. all we eat that's all we and eat that's why we that's look like we this yep. <laughs> and that's why we're all overweight as fuck <laughs> But we like it that way. <laughs> we got to be sturdy for the long winters. Exactly. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. For the tornadoes. If you're too thin, you'll just get swept up in the tornado. True. Yeah. So true. <laughs> so true. <sighs> All right. I was going to say, are you guys ready for some conspiracy? But are you guys ready for 
some spooks. I, God, I'm yeah. very ready. I've been I'm waiting ready for, for this episode for a while. Three parts. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Mine. Um, my sources this week are, of course, Wikipedia, only in your state, some obscure YouTube videos, and there was a really good one from a small Ohio-based ghost hunting group called Hauntings of Ohio, Ooh. which I'm going to talk about later. So tonight I am talking about a spooky haunted legend that I used to hear about when I was in high school, and if you're from Ohio, you've probably heard of it. A haunted bridge out in the middle of nowhere. If you go in the middle of the night, you will hear a baby crying from under the bridge. Beware if you go, because many people who go end up jumping off the bridge and committing suicide. You guessed it. It's Crybaby Bridge. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah. And there are actually many Crybaby Bridges all over the country and even some in Ohio. But this one's pretty infamous. Where oh you're you're probably gonna tell us I bet. (laughs) I was like, where is it? Where is it? Well, it's funny you ask because (laughs) (laughs) um, it seems like everyone has a different story they've heard about Crybaby Bridge, but the bridge is very real and it's located in Salem, Ohio, which is right outside of Canton, Um, and it's on Egypt Road. Yeah, I didn't know that. I looked up up on a map and it was really close. Jason, you know where? What is it? What's it called? Crybaby Bridge. Crybaby Bridge in Salem, Salem Ohio. Ohio. He said he heard of it, don't know where it's at. And that's that. Nice. Well, I guess I'll have to listen <laughs> when this episode comes out. <laughs> um, so it is on a back road called Egypt Road, which is one of those classic out in the middle of nowhere, winding through the woods roads. And it's an offshoot that seems like it was an access road for an electrical maintenance purpose. Um, and the bridge itself is pretty decent in size. It's about 100 yards long, and there is room for two cars to fit side by side. There are metal bars in a crisscross pattern that act as barriers on either side that are about 12 feet high. And it is now closed off, so it's actually prohibited to go on it, but you just have to like step over a guardrail. It's completely covered in graffiti. Some is innocent and some is not. There is a strange large swirl on the ground on the bridge as well as a large pentagram. And in one of the videos I watched, it's in very large um, letters written, Mike's body um, was written at the end of the bridge with an arrow pointing to the woods. (laughs) It either said Mike's body or like Mike's body's over there. So that's fun. Um, And there are many legends about what happened at Crybaby Bridge. The one I always heard was that there was a young mom whose husband was in the war. He got killed in battle and the mom couldn't bear to raise their baby by herself. And she planned to commit suicide, but first she went to Crybaby Bridge, threw her baby into the creek below where it drowned before committing suicide. And I heard this story in a couple videos, but there seems to be a lot of other stories that people have heard as well. So one legend claims a mother threw her baby over the bridge late at night because she was disowned by her family for having the child. Another legend claims that a couple once lost their child along the road while they were stopped at the bridge in the middle of a fight. And apparently while they were stopped, the child wandered off into the woods and disappeared. Some claim to still see a man running around the forest frantically while crying and sopping wet. And it's believed that this is the father looking for his kid. And you can apparently still hear the mother's screams in the distance. 
and that seems to be the most popular one. But whichever one you've heard, the consistent part is that somehow a baby or a young child died at the bridge. And in every version of the story, people claim to hear the, the child's cries at night, giving it its namesake, Crybaby Bridge. Um, there are also a lot of legends about what will happen to you if you go to the bridge. I, of course, heard that you will be coerced by voices to jump off. And that one's pretty useful for keeping teenagers away from the bridge out of fear. Uh, I know, like, I never heard anyone that specifically went there. At least I knew, but I knew a lot of people, like, went there and heard the cries. And, like, that's basically why my teenager brain was like, I can't go. I'll probably be coerced into committing suicide. I'll be coerced. (laughs) Yeah. So pretty useful in that um, keeping people away. But some other legends say that if you cross the bridge and walk into the abandoned road beyond, you will just disappear. Locals say that if you park your car in front of the guardrail at midnight and shine your headlights on the bridge, a white mist will come out from under the bridge right towards your car. And there are also a lot of stories about cult activity happening here, which makes it even more scary to see a pentagram on the ground, whether that was just painted by teenagers or not. People claim that cult members spend time on the bridge at night doing rituals and worshiping the devil. And if you're driving to this bridge at night while this, these rituals are happening, they claim that suddenly you'll realize that there is an SUV ahead of you and an SUV behind you and you are trapped and you'll probably be killed or used as a sacrifice. I found some random YouTube video where someone claimed that happened to him, but... I don't know if that's... That he got followed by people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, like, that's one of the legends I read in a couple places, but he was saying it happened to him, and he, like, his friend tried to turn around, and his car died, and then they finally got out of there and lost him. I was like... I wow. Mean, maybe, Damn. but... That's yeah. crazy. I know, it is scary. Um, So there's also a story about a man who hanged himself at the bridge... And legend has it, you could still go and see the rope hanging off a low part of the bridge, but there is no criminal report of this. But this could also be a compelling reason to tie a rope to the bridge to scare people. So the jury's out on whether that one is based in reality. But there is one thing that is based in reality. And to make it even scarier, there is an actual documented death at the bridge. A township officer found a 60-year-old woman's body burned near the closed-off area of Crybaby oh. Bridge on October 24, 2010. So even though her body was burned, they figured out that she had actually been strangled. And there is speculation that the killer was a family member and that it was over an internal family dispute. But the killer was never found, and some people claim her spirit still haunts the bridge, along with all the others. Dang. Yeah. So, I watched a few obscure YouTube videos that had some creepy stuff in it. Um, One of them was a random Ohio-based vlogger. He was like a high school age guy who had very crunchy content. And I found him through this one video. Um, The Crybaby Bridge segment was only a part of his video. He didn't normally do spooky stuff, so it's pretty convincing. Like, I don't know why he would have this idea if he wasn't trying to do something creepy. But he showed footage of him and his friends going to the bridge in the middle of the day. It seemed like they lived near there. Nothing too crazy happens, but later in the day, he shows an Instagram picture that they took at the bridge. 
they were all standing on a ledge of the graffiti bridge, kind of leaning against the guardrails behind them and just taking like a squad picture, basically. And he posted it and said that someone pointed out in the comments that where he was standing, his initials were spray painted on the bridge right under him. Ooh. And his friend's initials were spray painted right under her. And like she, he pointed out their names and they were the right initials. It was like GSW and AMD Ooh, or something. Oh, shit. That's he crazy. Claimed, he said that his other friends had theirs under, but he didn't say their name. So I don't know if he was just trying to do it for clout. But um, it's clear that these were not spray painted by them. It was very worn. And I actually found those letters in other people's videos of the bridge, too. So it wasn't just like they didn't do it. And it's possible that they saw those and purposefully stood there. But it would be really strange to find you and your friend's initials spray painted on a bridge and be like, oh, let's just take a picture with it. Like, I feel like it seemed pretty genuine that they did not realize it until after. And they're standing like right above. Oh, I have the picture I can send you guys. Um. Funny (laughs) enough, I also have a picture to send tonight. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, I'll get a picture then. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me find. Um, Gotti. Okay. Oh, okay. Spooky. Interesting. Did you get the video yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. Should we watch the video now? Sure. It's just okay. short. Ooh. That would freak me out. I know. Yeah, he seemed pretty genuine. I know. And, and when they were at the bridge, they were just like, oh, spooky. Like, you feel like if you saw that, you'd, like, say it in the moment, you know? Because the whole, like, vlog yeah. is about, like, you know, if you're just trying to make clout, you'd be like, oh, my God, our initials are here. I don't so know. I've, just... I've watched some, some Zach Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> True. What? He does not act. <laughs> uh Speaking of acting, the next video I watched was, it sounds like it would be for clout, but I found this group of these like young kids. I mean, they're like young 20s and they seem like like they have a, a whole channel actually called Hauntings of Ohio where they go to different haunted places. They've got a good amount of videos. They're still posting them. And one, these guys are not good actors. Like when they're trying to do the intro, it's very cringy. You can tell they're acting. Too, they have a ton of the equipment that normal like ghost hunters have like they have the speaky box and the the thing where you can see the like the stick figures and stuff so yeah that thing like freaks a, me out yeah they had all that so it seems very legit um and they've been making videos for years so i watched this crazy i sent it to i don't know if you watched it you didn't have to but uh, i sent you guys the video just because i was like oh my god this is like crazy so um these guys were basically like i said producing their own ghost hunting show so they head out to the bridge in the middle of the night and mostly worked through the spirit box thing that goes and spirits can like talk through it so they were getting voices on that all through the video from all different spirits and the first one they heard was an old woman saying get out and they thought this might have been the woman that was found burned there and it did sound like a raspy old woman's voice and they lots of they also heard lots of distinct voices from different men and women um, saying all different kinds of things, answering their names and, and things like that. They asked the spirits how many people, how many spirits were there a few times. And once they said 24 while they were on the bridge 
And then um, later when they were deeper in the woods, they asked again and it said 11 spirits. So they were at one point all sitting around the pentagram on the ground and they were getting people saying to get out and you're not safe. They were saying hell is real. <laughs> and they went to turn off the spirit box at one point and there was a spirit saying, no, no, no. And they're like, okay, we'll keep it on. And then a different one was saying, do it. Like there were different conflicting spirits trying to get them to do different things. Spooky. Um, and there were some other sinister things they heard. One voice said, jump down, like telling them to jump off the bridge. When they were deeper in the woods, though, it got even more creepy. Um, they were filming for a while and two voices, two different voices started saying things like the branches falling and the branches and then all of a sudden a huge branch fell right next to one of the guys um, and there was no wind or anything and this guy's name was Jack I'm going to talk about him for a while so um, one guy also saw something right behind Jack he said it looked like a small white animal like around his legs and he asked the spirit was that you and the spirit said yes and right after that Jack started having insane back pain like throbbing aching pain in his spine and about the same time, Jack, who seemed like just the cameraman, um, kept insisting they go deeper into the woods when they started to say they wanted to leave. He started to get extremely angry and very demanding that the whole team was not leaving and they were going in deeper. Everyone else wanted to leave promptly, but he would not listen. And his friends eventually got him to leave. And the voiceover on the video, um, one of them explained that they felt like there was something dark that was trying to persuade Jack to go in deeper into the forest it was very strange behavior for him and during the whole video jack was very quiet and not even really noticeable um until this moment like he was filming so i couldn't believe how much they got on camera um and the production value was pretty low which makes it even more convincing because there's no way they could have been able to fake all that um you could tell the footage was very raw with minimal cuts and I truly don't believe these guys would have the acting chops to fake all of that so convincingly uh, plus, they still have an active channel, like I said, of ghost hunting experiences all over Ohio. So that channel is very intriguing if you want to see more about that. Um, and at the end of the video, they vowed to never return to Crybaby Bridge. And that was enough convincing for me that the haunting is real. Um, they never heard any babies crying, though. But something is definitely there. And I it's possible that all the legends and attention has turned this bridge into a hotspot for paranormal activity. Maybe some even like mischievous spirits go here to flock, to torment some curious uh, teenagers who came for a good story. Or maybe there really was something more sinister going on. Either way, I will not be visiting Crybaby Bridge anytime soon. That's good. Yeah, was, that was really I, good. I forgot about that story until I saw it on um, Only in Your State. Like, yeah. it was really, like, people definitely knew about it mm -hmm. around, like, where I was. See, I've heard See, of one in Lebanon. Yeah, I always thought that Crybaby Bridge was just an Ohio thing growing up. But mm -hmm. then, like, when I got older, I found out that, like, it's very much an everywhere thing. Yeah, I know. There's lots of them. But this one definitely, like, the fact that it has a real murder there also. Yeah. It's pretty spooky. 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 Um, you Something crazy. Just an additional story to add on to this. So there's... Mm -hmm. South Charleston is near Springfield, Ohio, and there's supposedly a crybaby bridge there. Mm. Um, but when I was growing up, my mom told me a story about a girl that she went to high school with who got pregnant. 
And she kept it a secret for as long as possible, had the baby, killed the baby, and then came home and made brownies, like, the same day that she got rid of the baby. And she ended up going to jail because her mom was like, her parents obviously knew about it, and her mom was like, what happened to the baby? Like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, nothing. And she, like, went along with her day like nothing happened. So she ended up going to jail. But I always tied Crybaby Bridge and that story that my mom told me together. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. Right? (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know if, like, the baby was, like, killed or sent like thrown at the, out at the bridge but like for some reason my mind always just connected the two so i was like oh it's only yeah. just a local thing yeah <laughs> yeah i never realized there was more either until i started looking this up and i kept finding different videos like oh that one's in kansas I'm like no no that's not right yeah not that one yeah i feel like all that maybe all the legends of like creepy haunted bridges have kind of like men like melded together and they always yeah. have like satanic and cult shit going on always. around them. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys should watch that YouTube video. It was it was I convincing. Will. I know it sounds like these kids were just doing it for clout, but it was very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I have to watch it. I sent you guys a video Hide. with a timestamp to start it. Are you watching the video? Mm-hmm. It's spooky. Okay. Should I watch it now? I'll watch it before I sure. rewind. So basically, it shows you can see like a shadow figure. If you like wind, rewind a little bit, that's just when like it starts. What the fuck? Do you see it? Yeah. Oh. Spooky. Ew. That was weird. That is really weird. All the orbs, too. That's super creepy. Weird. Spooky. Yeah, I have a funny story about the Mansfield Reformatory because we went there for like a vacation one time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Classic Ohio (laughs) vacay. Honestly. (laughs) We went camping near the Mansfield Reformatory. Well, um, are you guys ready for some more Ohio spooks? Yeah. Gotcha. So tonight I'm talking about the ridges at Ohio University. My sources are Wikipedia, Legends of America, Ghostly Activities, and Haunted Journeys. Here we go. Today, the complex called the ridges is part of the Ohio University but these historic buildings once housed the Athens Lunatic Asylum. Not only are these buildings steeped in history, some are said to still host visitors from the past. The historic hospital got its start in 1867 when the Ohio legislature appointed a commission to find a site for an asylum in southeastern Ohio. A suitable site was found in Athens, and Levi T. Schofield was chosen to be the architect. The design of the building and grounds were influenced by Dr. Thomas Story Kirkbride, a 19th century physician who authored a book on mental hospital design. 
His designs were often recognizable for their bat-wing floor plans and lavish Victorian architecture. The original design included an administration building with two wings, one that would house the males and the other the females. It's built, the building itself was 853 feet long, 60 feet wide, and built with red brick, which was fired from clay, dug on site. Built onto the back of the built onto the back were a laundry room and boiler house. Seven cottages were also construction or constructed to house even more patients. There was a room to house 572 patients in the main building, almost double of what Kirkbride had recommended, which would eventually lead to overcrowding and conflicts between patients. The administration section located between the two resident wings included a hall uh, an entrance hall offices and a reception room for the first floor the superintendent's residence on the second floor and quarters for other officers and physicians on the third and fourth floors a large high ceiling amusement hall filled the second and third floors and the ch a chapel was included on the fourth floor behind and beneath the public and private spaces of the building were the heating and mechanical systems, kitchens, cellars, storerooms, and workspaces. The site, which was comp comprised of 141 acres, would eventually grow to 1,019 acres, which included cultivated wooded pasture land. The grounds were designed by Herman Hairline of Cincinnati and would incorporate landscaped hills and trees, decorative lakes, a spring, a creek with a waterfall. Uh, so it was designed to be this beautiful place where people could go and seek their treatment and be happy. Um, not only would the patients enjoy the beautiful landscape, but citizens also enjoyed the extensive grounds. Though the facility would never be fully sustaining, self-sustaining, over the years, the grounds would include livestock, farm fields and gardens, an orchard, greenhouse, a dairy, a receiving hospital, a tuberculosis ward, a physical plant to generate steam heat, and even a carriage shop in the earlier years. So like I said, a lot of positive intention with this. Um, but, you know, the 1800s and early 1900s. Uh, yeah. with mental health was not so great. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the hospital, first called the L Athens Lunatic Asylum, officially began operations on January 9th of 1874. Within two years, it was renamed the Athens Hospital for the Insane, and over the years, its name would change many times to the Athens State Hospital, the Southeastern Ohio Mental Health Center, the Athens Mental Health Center, the Athens Mental Health and Mental Retardation Center, oh. and the Athens Mental Health and Developmental Center. Yeah, it's crazy reading some of this stuff because I'm like, you definitely can't say or do these things, and that's not right. Cool. Um, it was like the name of it. Like, that's yeah, that was like the slang. name. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you just buckle in because I haven't even gotten to like the meat of this yet. During its operation, the hospital provided services to a variety of patients, including Civil War veterans, children, the elderly, the homeless, rebellious teenagers being taught a lesson by their parents, and violent criminals suffering from various mental and physical disabilities. Uh, 
these patients with, sorry, these patients with diagnoses ranging from the slightest distress to severely mentally ill were provided various forms of care, many of which have been discredited today. The asylum was best known for its practice of lobotomy, uh, but also known to have practiced hydrotherapy, electroshock, restraint, psychotropic drugs, many of which have been found to be very harmful today. Ugh. Shoving an ice pick in someone's eyeball? Harmful? What? Yeah, just moving some parts of your brain around. Seriously. Oh, this is, oh my gosh. This This is what I was talking about. More interesting are the causes listed for admission, which included epilepsy, menopause, alcohol addiction, and tuberculosis. General ill health also accounted for many admissions, which included in these first three years of operation... 39 men and 41 women. Uh, for the female patients hospitalized during the, these first three years of the asylum operation, the three leading causes of insanity are recorded as purpural condition relating to childbirth, change of life, and menstrual derangements. <laughs> According to the 18... Uh, an 1876 report the leading causes of insanity in male patients was can you guess it wait just guess it just guess just guess um it's something that a lot of people say is bad being gay no (laughs) okay masturbation Uh, i I was gonna say that (laughs) i was just thinking of a of the the ratchet on um on Netflix where the one is a lesbian and they give her a lobotomy and she's still a lesbian. Yeah. Like, sorry, you can't change that. <laughs> Masturbation was the leading cause for men. That makes sense. That's the second hilarious. most common cause of insanity was listed as intemperance or alcohol abuse. Uh, depending upon their conditions, a patient's treatment could range from full care to amazing freedom. Over the years, numerous buildings were added, including a farmhouse or a farm office, a new amusement hall, additional wards and residences, laundry building, power plant, garages, stables, mechanic shops, a firehouse, therapy rooms, and dozens of others. By the 1950s, the hospital was using 78 buildings and was treating 1,800 patients. Damn. Yeah, I know. And, like, the yeah. thing is, they, they already said that they had overcrowding, so that's just way too much. Yeah. Uh, in the also, eight- sorry, what I'm hearing from the the reasons people are there is that we would be there, probably. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> totally Alcoholism? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they'd lock me up in a second. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd be done. Uh, yeah. Um in the 1960s, the total square footage of the facility was recorded at 660,888 square feet. It was also at the t- that time that it was populated to be peaked at nearly 2,000 patients, over three times its capacity. However, the number of patients would begin to decline for the next several decades as deinstitutionalization accelerated. As the number of people at the asylum declined, the buildings and wards were abandoned one by one. Comprised of three graveyards, burials began soon after the opening of the institution, as there were deceased patients who were unclaimed by their families. Until 1943, the burials were headed only by stones with numbers, with the names of the dead known only to be recorded in ledgers. 
Only one register is known to exist today, which contains the names of 1,700 of the 2,000 burials. In 1972, the last patients were buried in the asylum cemetery, and today the cemetery continues to be maintained by the Ohio Department of Mental Health. Which is, yeah, that's really sad that a lot of people, like, there's, what, 300 people that are unidentified there. That's Mm -hmm, rough. In 1977, Athens Asylum made news when it housed multiple personality rapist Billy Milligan. In the highly publicized court case, Milligan was found to have committed several felonies, including armed robbery, kidnapping, and three rapes on the campus of Ohio University. Uh, In the course of preparing his defense, psychologists diagnosed Milligan with multiple personality disorder, from which the doctors said he had suffered from early childhood. He was the first person diagnosed with multiple personality disorder to raise such a defense and the first acquitted of a major crime for this reason. Milligan was then sent to a series of state-run mental hospitals, including Athens. While these hospitals, while in these hospitals, Milligan reported having ten different personalities. Later, fourteen more personalities were said to have been discovered. After a decade, Milligan was discharged, and he died of cancer at a nursing home in Columbus, Ohio, on December twelfth of two thousand fourteen, at the age of fifty-nine. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By 1981, the hospital housed fewer than 300 patients, numerous buildings stood abandoned, and over 300 acres were transferred to Ohio University in 1988. The facilities and grounds, excluding the cemeteries, were deeded from the Department of Mental Health to the Ohio University. The Athens Center officially closed in 1993, and the remaining patients transferred to another facility. The property stood vacant for several years before restoration began, and the name of the property was changed to The Ridges in 2001 when renovation work was completed on the main building, which is known as Lynn Hall. Today, it houses music, geology, biotechnical offices, and storage facilities, as well as the Kennedy, Art, or Kennedy Museum of Art, and over the years, other hospitals began up Built hospital buildings were modeled and put to use by the university, although many others still sit abandoned. And with all that history, now we're going to move on to the ghosts. So it comes as no surprise that the buildings of this historic asylum are allegedly haunted. One of the most famous ghosts is said to be that of Margaret Schilling. The hospital made news in... Uh, when Margaret disappeared on December 1st of 1978. It wasn't until January 12th of 1979, 42 days later, that her body was discovered by a maintenance worker in a locked, long-abandoned ward once used for patients with infectious illnesses. Though tests showed that she died of heart failure, she was found completely naked with her clothing neatly folded next to her, More interesting is there's a permanent stain that her body left behind. 
Clearly, an imprint of her body can still be seen on the floor, even though numerous attempts have been made to remove it. And that is the picture that I'm going to send you. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I found I lost it, Vegas. I, I can't wait. I just sent That's it. That's spooky. So, in one story that I read, it said that she liked to play hide-and-seek with the <gasps> nurses. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. In one story that I read, it said that she liked to play hide-and-seek with the nurses. And one time, the one time that they were playing with her, they forgot that she was hiding. And that's why she was there. But I think that was just a cover-up. Um, yeah. so yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but I still think it's really scary that you can see her body print there. Yeah. What building was that in again? Is that an abandoned one? I don't know which one it was in. I'm yeah. sure if you like really looked for it, you could find it. Um, but I didn't really want to look into it because I don't think that it's super accessible for people and I don't really mm-hmm. know if I want people to know, have that information. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, her, I mean, if if you really want to find out, I'm sure you can though. Mm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering if like it was in one that people saw, but I don't it think it's like, in like one of the not. ones that are readily used today. Like in a classroom. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. So her spirit is said to have appeared staring down from the window of the room where her body was found, and has been seen attempting to escape. It also has been known. Um, she has also been known to wander various parts of the building at night. According to some, she is not alone. Other former patients have also been said to remain in the residence as well. Visitors have reported seeing strange figures standing in the empty wings of the former hospital. Many have heard the disembodied voices of those in agony and warning those that wish to listen to them. You may also hear the squeaks of gurneys that are no longer there. Some people see strange lights and hear screams echoing through the walls. More frightening, many have come across the spirit of patients in the basement who remain shackled. Um, sorry, I read that weird. Who remain? Let me reread that because I messed it up. Cool. Some people see strange lights and hear screams echoing through the walls. More frightening, many of them come across spirits of patients in the basement who remain shackled there in their afterlife. Sadly, these may be the spirits who died or suffered at the hands of the staff of the asylum. The cemetery is known to be haunted by shadowy people and strange lights. In one area, the linear shapes of the graves from a circle are rumored to be a witch's meeting point. My question is with their mistreatment, do these spirits in the cemetery feel attached to their earthly bodies or are they seeking closure from the horror stories that they lived in life? Probably Today, a most, bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm never one of those people that are like, there's ghosts in cemeteries usually, but if you're attached to something that's in that cemetery, then it makes sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. When you said the shackles to it, like, it sounded, my first thought was, like, they don't realize they can be free now, you know? Yeah. Of, like, they believe that they deserve to be there, however, you know, 
their mental health was when they died that they don't realize that they can they have the power to like move on and be free from the shackles but it's like their own perceptions that are leading yeah. them there. well and i mean i guess my thought is the people that were like actually there because they had like actual mental health problems they probably mm-hmm. don't realize that they can move along mm-hmm. because that's all they knew yeah exactly that's sad um Today, most of the buildings, like I said, are used by the Ohio University as offices and the Kennedy Art Museum. Uh, so it is very active for the living and the dead. If you are looking to explore the areas, it is difficult. Ohio University has offered ghost hunts in the past, but who knows if anyone will be able to search for Margaret anytime soon. And that is the story of the Ridges at Ohio University. Man, I had no idea that that was a part of their campus. I just think it's, it's literally, it's on their campus. I just think it's crazy that like these people just actively use an old, a sane asylum as their offices and art museum. Like, right. Yeah. Here here we are. Yeah. That's so spooky. I feel like this is not where I want to work. Thank you. No. Honestly. Would not be able to focus on classes in there? No. No way. I could barely focus on classes in art building in our (laughs) art building at Wright State. (laughs) I could barely Uh, just focus on classes at Wright State. (laughs) I I can just barely focus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, same at this point. (laughs) Just keep breaking it down. I can just barely. I can barely. I can just barely. I just all right. I <laughs> ready to wrap her up with the trifecta of hauntings. Let's go. Yes. Mine is actually the cabin, the history of the cabin I stayed in at Hawking Hills, and oh. why it's haunted. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. Oh, I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was yeah. You had me. <laughs> you had me too. I was like, oh. Now we have oh. the trifecta of haunted things, like a legend, a crybaby bridge. A insane asylum and now a jail. Yeah. yeah that is the trifecta. <clears throat> My sources for this week are as mrps.org, liveabout.com, and of course, Wikipedia. And I'm covering today the Ohio State Reformatory, a.k.a. the Mansfield Reformatory. Yes. So excited. The history of the Ohio State Reformatory began in 1861. The field where the reformatory would would be built was used as a training camp for Civil War soldiers. The camp's name had significant meaning to Ohio as it was named Camp Camp Mordecai Bartley in honor of the Mansfield man who served as Ohio governor in the 1840s. The Ohio State Reformatory was designed by Cleveland architect Levi Schofield. Schofield designed the striking limestone building to be an uplifting, inspiring, and intimidating structure. Schofield designed the the reformatory with these unique styles to help encourage inmates to become reborn back into their spiritual lives. He designed my building, too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Man. Damn, Levi. Getting it. (laughs) There... (laughs) The reformatory was originally called the Intermediate Penitentiary since it accepted inmates who were too old for juvenile corrections but had committed committed offensive offensive oh my god 
cannot fucking talk today. The reformatory was originally called the Intermediate Penitentiary since it was ex- since it accepted inmates who were too old for juvenile corrections but but had committed offenses more minor than those that sent others to the Ohio State Penitentiary, which is in Columbus. The facility admitted its first inmates in 1896 after 10 years of construction. The goal of the institution was truly to reform and rehabilitate its inmates, who received three things during their time at the Ohio State Reformatory, religion, education, and a trade. The inmates were admitted for 18 months, and if they showed progress, they could be released after that 18 months. But if not, they received another 18 months. The model was successful, and the Ohio State Reform... Ohio State Reformatory had a high success rate and low recidivism rate. By the early 1960s, however, the state pulled its financial support from the reform model and began converting the Ohio State Reformatory into a maximum security facility, a purpose for which it was never intended. So at this point, prisoners just keep getting shuffled in and the reformatory was getting really crowded. And, of course, this overpopulation breeds conflict and disease. At times, guards were even forced to double the occupancy in death row cells, which in at least one instance resulted in an inmate's death. During morning checks, guards noticed a prisoner missing from one of the cells. And upon inspection, the prisoner's body was found broken and stuffed beneath the bunk. Oh, my God. Like, they wouldn't find him. Right. Like, what is the plan? Yeah. During the 70s up to the 80s, the conditions had deteriorate, deteriorated to the point where the inmates sued the state of Ohio. The lawsuit was successful, and construction began on a new modern facility nearby. And the reformatory was officially finally closed in 1990. While the prison's day-to-day operations were enough to cast a shadow over the site... There were certain events guaranteed to cause a spike in Ohio State's paranormal activity. In the late 1930s, a riot broke out in the East Cell Block. The guards condemned 120 rioters to share 12 solitary confinement cells for one week without food or water. Oh my god. That's terrible. The punishment drove many to the brink of madness and death, which is definitely, you could see that happening. And during its 94 years as a working prison, 154,000 inmates passed through the gates of the Ohio State Reformatory. Many died of diseases like influenza and tuberculosis. Some went mad, others hung themselves, and at least one inmate lit himself on fire. Jesus. Oh, my God. And it's hilarious. I mean, it's not actually hilarious, but, like, on the actual... um, like historical site of this place um it's like all like roses and like oh this like it's literally bare bones history they don't give you any of this stuff on here yeah and just outside the reformatory stands 215 numbered graves a vivid testament to the harsh reality of prison life so once this closed in 1990 the Mansfield Reformatory sat empty for several years until local activists rallied to purchase the building from the state for $1 and committed to repairing and restoring this historic structure. 
The Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society is a nonprofit overseen by a volunteer board, and every donation goes directly to the maintenance, maintenance and re restoration of this building. Most of the grounds and support buildings, including the outer wall, have been demolished since the closing. And in 1995, like I said earlier, the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society was formed. So now the prison is a museum and they conduct tours to help fund the grounds um, rehabilitation projects. And they currently are working to stabilize the buildings against further deterioration. The east cell block remains the largest freestanding steel cell block in the world at six tiers high. From 1935, oh wait, <clears throat> meant to um, erase that. Um, okay, so the east cell block remains the largest freestanding steel cell block in the world at six tiers high. So if you look online, li literally just Google Mansfield Reformatory, that's probably one of the first pictures that will pop up. And it's really, it's, it's eerie if you look at pictures. Mm -hmm. But the reformatory houses the official Ohio State Corrections History Museum, which is a popular site for ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts and hosts numerous uh, special events and as of 2018 welcomes more than 120,000 vi visitors per year. And of course, the building's striking architecture is a favorite choice for filmmakers. A number of films and music videos have been made at the Ohio State Reformatory over the years, with The Shawshank Redemption as the best, mo best known and most widely loved. Other films include Harry and Walter Go to New York, Tango and Cash, Air Force One, and Escape Plan, The Extractors. Hmm. I've only ever seen um, The Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen any of them. Oh, it's so good, Austin. I've never <gasps> seen Shawshank Redemption. You no. have to watch It's like this. hours and hours long, though. Oh. oh wait, but it's so good. No, it's this so is on good. the level of Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, that, you <laughs> have to watch this. Yes, All right, I'll to. watch it's Shawshank really if Lauren watches Mrs. Doubtfire. All right, yes. I agree. I agree <laughs> to these good. terms. Sounds good. But, of course, the Mansfield, Mansfield Reformatory is not only famous for the site of Andy Dufresne's infamous escape to Zihuatanejo. It is also the site of infamous hauntings experienced daily, daily by tourists and ghost adventurers alike. And of course, the Ghost Adventures crew headed to the reformatory, which is where I got a lot of this information from. But there are some hot spots for activity, and these are the eight most haunted parts of the reformatory. And this is actually from Scott Sukel, who is the ghost hunt manager for this reformatory. And it's from uh, liveabout.com. The first one I'm going to talk about is the east wing on the first floor, which is the toilet room and east showers. Scott says that lately this area has been pretty good for experiences and evidence. Rarely do we have a night where nobody experiences at least a few shadow people down there. Just casual. Mm. <laughs> casual shadow people. Casual shadow people. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is the third floor uh, middle administration. Scott says, this is an area that gets to a lot of people. Shadow people, audible voices, footsteps, and the feeling of not being alone is the norm. Visitors and employees have reported experiencing strong paranormal events in the administration wing. This is where... Um, 
one of the wardens, Warden Gladkey, and his wife, Helen, resided, and where she suffered a fatal bullet wound from a gun that accidentally fell to the floor. Oh, yeah. I've heard about mm-hmm. that. Some claim that they have smelled rose perfume coming from Helen's pink bathroom. Others have reported feeling a rush of cold air through them as they walk through the area. It is not uncommon to hear of a jammed camera shutter, which which inexplicably resumes working again once the visitor has left the area. The next um, area I'm going to talk about is the sub-basement. This area has produced some pretty wild experiences and evidence. This area was even avoided when the building was still in operation. So I guess at that point it was pretty creepy even for people that were working there back in the 60s and 70s. All right. The next place is the chapel. This area has made many skeptics less skeptical. Lately, the ghost has... <laughs> I love his commentary. Lately, the ghosts have been getting rather grabby up there. <laughs> oh my God. The chapel is the scene of many paranormal events. Many believe it is a nucleus for much of the present's haunting and ghost tales. Supposedly, before the area became the chapel, it was used for executions. People have said that they have captured many orbs and photographs, and they have recorded strange, unidentifiable sounds when inside the chapel. Spirits have been sighted hanging around the doorways, but quickly vanish once their presence has been detected. So it seems like these... Yeah, that's kind of morbid to put a chapel there, but... Can't really redeem that with the chapel. Yeah. Right. The fourth place Even is the west. Even if you were west. trying to counter that, like. I know. That's not, not going to work. No. The fourth place is the west attic. And Scott says, let's just say a very well-known paranormal celeb, Zach Bagans, had an experience <laughs> up there and refused to go back in. I'm not saying. Oh, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was him. I'm not saying. I'm not going to say who it was. I'll just say that he grabbed his scarf and walked out. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. Yeah. That was Zach Baggins. He wore a <laughs> scarf. He, he totally wore a scarf. And it was mm-hmm. probably one of those, like, light scarves that have the oh, fringe yeah. on the end. <laughs> um, the next place is the admin basement. And Scott says that there seems to be two different entities down there. One's nice while the other is not. And according to the other website that I found, the spirit of a 14-year-old who was beaten to death in the basement has been spotted lingering among the, among the decaying basement walls. Also oh, spotted no. is a guard who gives off si- sinister vibes. So I'm guessing the 14-year-old is the nice one and the guard is not. The dick. Mm. Yes. And then the east and west cell blocks are the next place. Um, Scott says, I've seen these areas bring grown men to tears. Many murders and suicides took place in these areas. And then the most haunted place in the Mansfield Reformatory is solitary confinement, a.k.a. the hole. Oh, for sure. Scott says, this is the prison inside the prison. Many men took their own lives while housed in this area. The ghosts of these violent and maltreated men are not easily silenced. Visitors and tour guides have been pushed and punched by unseen forces. As with other haunted locations, many claim to feel an, to feel an inexplicable chill while on prison grounds. Additionally, witnesses have heard cell doors slam and seen dark apparitions. Even the road leading to the Ohio State Reformatory seems haunted. Local legends suggest it is the ghost of Phoebe Wise, a notorious Mansfield hermit and eccentric. 
The hole was the ultimate punishment for unruly inmates. The cells were small and barren. Roaches and rats moved freely inside and outside of the cells. A lot of negative paranormal activity has been reported in the 20 hole cells. So I guess these were like actual like holes. Maybe. I don't know. No. 20 hole cells. Okay. The solitary confinement cells. Wow. Reports of sudden nausea, fever-like chills, and an uncomfortable feeling of being watched have occurred while visiting the area. It is perhaps the creepiest area in the prison. And just for um, shits and gigs, I added in the infirmary. So many, many prisoners died miserable deaths in the infirmary. It has been said that sick and dying inmates were left there without care, many who starved to death because they were too weak to fight off the thieves that stole their food. This area is known... Um, and paranormal circle, paranormal, paranormal circles to set off EMF detectors and many claim to have captured clusters of orbs and photographs. An unexplained gust of air passing by has also been reported by visi visitors in this area. But I also sent you guys a video that you watched before this. Yes. I yes. don't know where it was taken, but it was by like a group of paranormal investigators where you see a shadow person. And yeah. that um, definitely freaked me out a little bit. Very spooky. Yeah, Especially I think just like the added vibe of all the cells are so creepy. Like all the yeah. all the paints peeling off, it's all rusty. Yeah, the cells are super creepy. I just feel so bad for the people that did have to go through all that. I know. And the fact that it was like supposed to be this happy place of rehabilitation. And it got turned into a prison. I feel like that's what they all turn in. Like, that's what happens to all of them. I know. None of them, like, stay as clean and happy as they are intention. Like, as they are intentionally yeah. built to be. It's so wild that, like, you know, as a kid, I never questioned the idea of prisons. Because I was like, oh, yeah, bad people go to prison. But I'm a big believer now that, like, I'm sure there's a mental health reason behind almost every single prisoner even though super evil ones like how do you draw the line between like if you have antisocial personality disorder and that makes you kill people like is yeah. that your fault you know it's just hold yeah. on pause for daisy's barking <laughs> pause for dramatic dog <laughs> yeah we should go visit this place sometime it's really cool to get a tour actually yeah Help if you want to it if you want to see and experience these haunts for yourself, the Mansfield Reformatory offers self-guided tours due to COVID. Um, and they're... That's so scary. What, Daisy? Oh, that it's self-guided. No, self-guided tours, I know. yeah. Yeah, so it's... I don't know how they do it. They just say it's self-guided. Um, but their winter hours are through March 31st. So you can go Thursday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. I would like to do that. Me too. I we, think a self-guided tour would be like really cool, it. actually. I I went here with my family when I was like 12 or 13, probably. So I had seen the movie and um, like knew a little bit about it. Um, but I wish I could remember everything because we, we saw like all the places like the showers and the solitary confinement and the cell blocks. And like it is there's super creepy vibes in there. Can't can't remember any specific like if we had any paranormal like interactions, but we definitely caught a lot of orbs. 
on pictures and we had like you know the digital camera with the flash it's like the perfect orb capturing camera and um one funny thing that happened we were in the um i forget what you called it the 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 place that like everybody lived administrative quarters Mm -hmm. i think in the tour and it was a, a guided tour so we were with like a big group of people and my mom and i had to pee so we went like off and found a bathroom and after that did not know where anyone went and like went the wrong way and got completely lost in that part of the building and like it is very creepy in there (laughs) like luckily it was in the middle of the day so it wasn't obviously as scary but we were lost in like the most haunted part of it yeah it looks like you got your own self-guided tour exactly aren't you (laughs) the one that said that you like your mom thought that you were yelling for her and or somebody uh, told me a story. I don't I, know. I wish I could remember the story now. I'll have to ask her. I don't. I hope not. It's. It was either like. <laughs> it was either like you thought you were somebody. Whoever it was thought they were with their mom, and then their mom disappeared, and then oh. their mom was like, "Oh, I wasn't with you," or something like that. I'll have to ask my mom again because maybe I have a. I have a vague memory of her being like, "I turned around and you were gone," or something like that. I'll have to ask her again. I'll, I'll tell the story. Maybe that's what it you. was. Maybe that's what I, that, I think. That's what you said. She she thought you were with her, and you were gone, and you thought she was with you, and she was gone, and then all of a sudden that you were all back together again. <laughs> yeah, like I'll you have found to each ask other. Her. Oh, Jason, you scared me. <laughs> I'll have to ask her <laughs> for the specific story, but one way or another, we got lost, and it was it was concerning. Yeah, because they all those hallways look the same. Um, and there's also the uh, the cell that Zach Baggins did, like found the ghost or whatever. He marked an X over the cell so you can remember it, and you can see the X when it's like in the big block Ooh, of the exterior. It's on like the third level. You can see it. And there is, I'll send you another picture. Um, this was probably the funniest part of the tour. Um, there is a specific cell. I don't hear, I want to send it to you before I tell you what it is. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but you, we saw this on the tour too, so it's definitely like in the route. Um, it is a cell that's painted gold because oh. Lil Wayne um, is filmed a music video in it. Oh my god! For Go oh DJ, my god. Which I so that's the whole hilarious. inside is gold. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. I think there's pictures of us like inside, like you could go in and stand behind the gold bars, and like I think there's pictures of us in there. It was that is very so scary. Funny. Okay, someday um, when I come visit. We have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you just search on YouTube, Mansfield Reformatory Ghosts, there is like hella stuff to oh. see. So, and the yeah. Ghost Adventures has a episode on it, obviously. So Can't go wait. watch and then go visit. Yes. And then There's report of, back to us. Yes. Lots of touristy stuff about the, um, well, about the movie too. We, so um, we got to watch that. Yeah, we go up to Canton every so often. We take 71, and we get off on the Mansfield exit. And apparently, if you just turn – so we turn right, 
And if you just turn left, it'll take like it's like two miles down the road. Oh. But we've just yeah. never done that. Yeah. It would like take ten minutes, but we just yeah. didn't. Another, I think another weird part is that the actual prison that's still there is right next door, so you mm-hmm. can just like when you're up in the top levels, you're just looking into the yard <laughs> of a, a real prison, hmm. which is fun. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a go-to spot. I think they do, like, Halloween stuff, too, like a haunted house kind of thing. Ooh, that would be scary. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do, like, a haunted house. (sighs) It's called, um, hold on, hold on. It's called Blood Prison. (gasps) Blood Prison. Escape from Blood Prison. So you pretend... No, thank you. I'm good. Life's scary enough. I think you like pretend that you're an inmate and you have to break out of prison or something. Oh god. Oh no, I'm so good. I'm so good. (laughs) I just sent you guys a picture of like this is my main memory of that of when we got lost. Like I don't really remember exactly what happened, but all everywhere you turn just looked like this. Like there were just a million ways to go. And oh. you had no idea which way was the right way. And just everything looked like this. Weird. And they all had, like, signs like, this way. But they were all wrong. This way? Yeah, they're trying to fuck you up. Yeah. It was very scary. Well, that was... not smell any roses, though. A great spooky episode, guys, about the paranormal activity in Ohio. It was. I cannot wait until next week when we cover conspiracies. True crime, I think, is next. True crime! No, Ooh. conspiracies is next. Oh, okay. Ooh, conspiracies okay. is next. I actually think I already have one for conspiracies, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I do, too. I, I was just uh, texting my mom, or I, I was on the phone with her, and I was like, if you can think of any um, Ohio conspiracies, let me know. And we were on the phone, so I just like hung up. And like 10 minutes later, she just texted me, UFO at right, Pat. And I was like, what? Like, right now? <laughs> Confirmed. Like, no, no, I was telling right now, you I'm about the... It. I remember that, you know, you could talk about the UFOs at Wright Pat. And I was like, oh. I was going to say one of us should cover Wright Pat. Yeah. I already sure. claimed it, but you can have it if you want, Beach. <laughs> no, you can have it. I feel like you have more information on it. Yeah. I feel like you've gone on there more times than either one of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I've yeah. never seen Hangar 18 in my life. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, while Maybe. you're thinking about it. Why don't you tell everyone, Beach, where they can find us? Sure. Um, well, if you're listening to this, I assume you know where we're streaming, but we're streaming on all major platforms. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Tipsy Ghouls Podcast. That's the main way that we like to interact with you guys and where you can get any updates about a c- upcoming episodes or anything like that. Um you can definitely, if you have any stories that you want us to cover, that's something that we do. We haven't had one recently, but we would love from all of our new listeners um, to hear any stories you have about any upcoming states, but any past states, really any story, spooky, true crime, or conspiracy that you could think of that you'd like to share, and we'll read it on the air. Um, you can also find us on Twitter um, at Tipsy Ghouls Pod. We just post some funny stuff on there. You can find us on Etsy. We have buttons that are a cute little artwork of us that um, Austin had commissioned. 
They're super cute. You can find us at Tipsy Ghouls Podcast on on Etsy. Um, and oh, if you could do oh Patreon, we do have a Patreon. You can join for five dollars a month, and you can become a ghoulie. We have some pre-show um, episodes that we do here and there, which are more like to get to know us. And we have some ad-free episodes on there. And if you wanted to give us one gift, if you're like, man, I'm so glad I found this podcast. It really just changed my life. Don't know what to do without them. Um, The one way you can repay us is by giving us a five-star review and rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on there, it's super easy to go in and rate and review a podcast. So that would mean the world to us be great yes damn we got a one star rating oh no <laughs> oh sad Woo! first one to be yeah. fair i did tell people to do that last week <laughs> <laughs> well and i think uh, if you're listening from my tiktok which a lot of people are i told the story of the conspiracy but then like obviously that's not the only part of our podcast so People that were just looking for that were like upset that we talked about other stuff and that like we had like mm. personal stuff in the beginning, which it's a podcast. That's what people do. Um, a conspiracy is only a part of it. So you can fast forward to the conspiracy. But I had a lot of people like not listening to you talk for 40 minutes. I'm like, well, <laughs> like, okay, too bad because we're Bye. going to. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> so that's fine. If you don't want to listen to us, there's a million other podcasts out there. So. We're just grateful that anyone is here and we're just going to keep doing this no matter what, because really it's just for us. Yeah. <laughs> we just hope that you enjoy it when you listen to us. Exactly. That's all. Yes. But yeah, next week is a full conspiracy oh. episode for Ohio. Sure is. Which I'm very excited for. Yes. Yes. I'm pumped. But until then, are you... Buckeye babes ready to close this? No. Yes. <laughs> Do not call me that ever again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just trying to figure something out. <laughs> I know. For those of you wondering, <laughs> Lauren's a Michigan fan. God. I feel like that you can't blue. say that on an Ohio it's the one Go blue. It is Go the blue. one wedge between us. Well, until next time. If you want to just see casual shadow people, the Mansfield Reformatory is the place for you. If you want to play hide and seek, make sure that everyone's in on the game. And if all your ghosts told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? (laughs) (laughs) remember. And remember. Question question everything. everything. Goodbye. 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 Wow. Great, 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 great. me, swallowed me, dripped outside of me. <laughs> That's just our outro. There's some ho there's some ghosts in this house. There's some ghosts in this house. <laughs>